Welcome back everybody to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness. On this episode, and oh boy, what an episode it is, the women of CrossFit Frostbite, Ann and April, get to sit down and interview yours truly, Charlie Rydell. Uh, we have a good time talking about my early life before CrossFit and kind of answering some funny would you rather. So sit back and enjoy my interview. Hi, April and Charlie. Good hey. to talk to you again. Welcome. Yeah, it's been, it's been a so couple long. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. We have Charlie up for today's one-on-two. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, the whole the <laughs> whole reason I started this podcast. Yeah. Just so you could talk more. And yeah. Now I'm afraid to tell you guys, this is our last episode. This is the only reason I started this podcast. Yep, everyone will be so happy. <laughs> this is it. Ending with it. The ending conclusion. With it. All right. Well, let us get right into it. Why don't you tell us your name? Tell us where you're from. I, my name. People don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not in the title that people clicked on. <laughs> my name, my full name, maybe people don't know that, is Charles Scott Rydell. The third. My dad is the second. My dad is the first. And my son is the fourth. He goes by quite he doesn't go by anything. He's you know, he says Nuggy, aka Dougie. Anyway, I digress. I was born in Ann Arbor, I think. I don't remember much of it. Pretty <laughs> occupied. Right? It was just being alive at that point. <laughs> A few of them. And then I was born in or raised in Chelsea, Michigan. So I spent I think I maybe moved there at like somewhere around. I don't know, maybe younger than that. I think I lived in Gregory for a little bit. And then, yeah, spent all elementary, middle, and high school out in uh, parts parts past Ann Arbor, Chelsea, Michigan. So if you should go past, drive like you're going very, to Ann Arbor. Very cute little town, actually. I love it, man. It's As a kid growing up, there's nothing to do out there. But as an adult, you like, you like this weird rural hippie vibe. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the best way that I can describe Chelsea. So it sounds like a good combo. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's good. <laughs> cool. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how you were raised? I was so I was raised. Uh, I guess like your uh, family, I, like you have your brother. Oh uh, yeah, so I got a brother who's two and a half years younger than me. My child of divorce. My parents divorced. I think I was like four or five, so I spent a lot of time. It was pretty pretty half and half. Three and a half days one place and three and a half days at the other. And my mom lived with her parents for the most part of that. So I got to see my nana and papa for a good part of my childhood growing up. And then dad, who's he had moved up here from North Carolina. There was a detour out in California for a little bit, actually, where he met my mom and then moved up here. I got married, had me. And then, uh, yeah, and then I think. Probably one of the biggest parts of it was my mom passed when I was 10. And that's kind of a, a turning point that can change somebody quite a bit at that point. So I was, my dad was single dad for the next eight years with me, longer for my brother, obviously, but until I went off to college. And yeah, that, that was kind of my dynamic. Still, still did I give my dad and my grandparents all the credit in the world, still spent every holiday over at my mom's parents that I would have had she been alive. Mm -hmm. And my dad went over there and, you know, his ex-in-laws, which at the time, I didn't really pick up on that when you're 
good, but you know, now right. you look back at it like, oh, that must have been. Well, especially some kind because of they divorced before. Right. 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 So right. really cool of him to still keep. Right. And everybody, everybody's pretty laid back. Like everybody's cool. My aunts and uncles were there. I don't ever feel like my dad felt like he shouldn't have been there. You know, it wasn't a drop off situation. He was there with us the entire time. And I think he even just brought new girlfriends over at that point. So everybody was pretty, it was a pretty good co family type of thing. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel different? Like, just being raised by your dad as opposed to your friends. I don't know back then, I don't know how divorced and I mean, people were divorced, but mm. being kind of just without your mom, was it yeah, kind of a sure. struggle for you or? Yeah, it was, I mean, there's obviously the parts of missing. I, I think the hardest part as far as a kid with one, one parent is there's no, there's no checks and balances. So like I'm, now when I, parent with my wife there's kind of like a like a bouncing off of ideas right. and that's just for a two-year-old that's not even teenagers or anything like that but it was you know as my dad said it went and at the time it kind of felt gypped like there was no like i think i have a point of view that can be heard and but i there's just a jury and executioner is one person and now i look back on it and i can't even fathom how hard that must have been just to have that thrown in your lap because it wasn't it wasn't something that was kind of sprung on us. I think it was on my brother and I. I don't think we were we were kind. We knew that she was sick, mm-hmm. but I don't think we had ever known that she was going to pass. And then, so it was kind of sprung on us. And I don't think there's any amount of preparation that you can get for that. So it was kind of sprung on my dad as well. So I get him, and he's he's a badass for having to deal with that. I think as well as he did. But I had. A lot of the friends I had in Chelsea, their parents were still together. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of maternal care for and loving that I got from a lot of friends in the area. I mean, I lived in like downtown Chelsea. So I, we walked and biked to all of my buddies' houses and there's, you know, my buddy Cody's mom and my buddy AJ's mom. And there's probably a half dozen other ones in there. Shout out to Sherry and Lori. Definitely Aww. listening to this, but cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can pretend um, they will one day. You never know. Yeah, yeah they're not a chance in hell. <laughs> to this. But uh, yeah, they were they were awesome. Also, and then even my so I had also made pretty good friends with the mom who ran the daycare. Had a kid my age, Zach, and she was also awesome throughout the whole entire thing. So I don't. Yeah, I feel like I missed it from a personal point of view like i didn't have it directly around me right uh, I, had, I, I had a ton of satellite but moms filled in with lots of that's cool yeah. awesome. that's really cool yeah awesome well tell us a little bit more about what you were like as a teenager oh boy those rebel uh, days i feel like probably just like <laughs> this but less of a beard <laughs> I, I don't know i was i i kind of see myself as kind of the the middle like i i don't feel like i skewed in one way i don't think i was i think by the popular kids i was probably seen as a little weird to be popular and by the weird kids i was probably seen as a little popular to be nerdy <laughs> i definitely wasn't the academic kid and i was athletic but not like that athletic kind of so i i feel like i really just stuck in the middle of everybody which because kind of allowed me to friends with everybody i could talk to anybody i don't I think that's why I kind of enjoyed high school and middle school. I know a lot of people look back. I mean, it was awkward. It was awkward for everybody, but I don't look back and, and hate on it. I mean, I got, got picked on my 
fair amount. And I say, I don't think I was a bully. I probably picked on some other people, but it's <laughs> yeah. less than what, less than what most people do. Do you uh, think you are as outgoing as you are now in high school? For sure. I, I think. Has that well, always been your trait? I, I think I'm outgoing when I'm forced to be. Like when I go to events or parties now and I'm not the one hosting it, I kind of like to just sit, be quiet, and <laughs> just kind of sit in the corner unless I'm the, the one who has to put on the show or I have to do the speech. But I was, I was always the kid that was called on to stand up in front of people and speak. I did it a lot. We were pretty involved in our church growing up and I was, I was the one that would talk about, you know, youth group stuff or that there was one time where we came back from a mission trip and had like, they needed somebody to play guitar and I had to like, learn guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I did and it worked. And I, I, I don't have any, I don't have as much fear of failure or public speaking or humiliation <laughs> as I think most people do i think that's maybe a trait of mine i mean i i did i did a lot of the pregame speeches that i now looking back on super cringy because <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't the captain i was the kid that barely like i was the kid <laughs> did they didn't... want you to do it or were you just like nope i'm i'm doing it <laughs> I, they, they did they would ask for it but it yeah. wasn't i don't think it was like the rah rah I, mm-hmm. I think there was a collectiveness against how awkward Charlie is versus I think that <laughs> brought the team together more than the speech itself. <laughs> Which I'm I'm all for being the butt of the joke. So if it, if it works, it works. It, and it didn't. Like we weren't we weren't that good in any Your speeches your speeches didn't help you win games that, that much? Uh if we did win the games, I guarantee it wasn't because of our speech. <laughs> Well, at least I know how to, who to call on if I ever need some announcements, public announcements made. Absolutely, I'll, I'll stand up in front of anybody <laughs> right. and say anything. It doesn't, it, it doesn't bother me. Like uh, that's one of people's greatest fears is yeah, is public speaking, and it does yeah. not. I, I think actually the more people, the better, because I feel like I could just fan it out versus wow. like if it's like a group of like two or three people, I that weirds me out more than. Or you could even you could yeah. you could be the president. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Just have, speak in front of all, lots of people. I have all the qualifications. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many you need these days. That's uh, right. uh, a white guy that puts me in the running. <laughs> there you go. You're not old enough yet, though. <laughs> no, I got three more years. Well, you said that you weren't that great academic. Well, you weren't like a standout. But mm-hmm. being able to speak in front of groups and stuff, how did that translate over in school? Were you like in your academics, I was. You... I would say I was a solid B student. I uh, there were there were things that I liked and that I was good at. Like I was good at really good at math. I loved math, and I liked science, but I was okay at science. I liked English, and that's about it. And gym class, and I liked art. I was actually a pretty artsy, artsy kid, but uh, I hated history. I hated geography. I hated anything where I had to like memorize and regurgitate. I don't do that very well. I I had it was like an acting or a speech class. I took a couple of those as well, and I think that was I liked acting. I think the reason that I took, surprise me. Yeah right yeah with everything <laughs> I just said I'll get up on stage and talk about anything I'll play yeah. any part. So yeah I did plenty of plays and uh, air band competitions. Segway I think at first and second <laughs> place my senior year in, 
in our air band competition. Wow. What First instrument second. did you, what instrument did you play in that? You ever seen an air band? It's like a, it's like a putting on the hits. Like you just like it's you don't play an instrument. Well, you, yeah, but you there's a performance you, you do to a song. There's but there was no instrument. Like when we didn't, you say air band, I picture like someone playing the drums, someone playing yeah, the guitar. Yeah, no, it's not that. No, it's not it. It's so you were like, like lip syncing, like and doing yeah, it's like, like a talent show. Uh, yeah, kind of. But there's no. Yeah, I'm not standing up there for three and a half minutes faking the guitar. You're doing whatever else there is. So there was. Uh, our first place one one of them was uh run dmc's it's tricky i think that's the one that got us second place and then the first place <laughs> one so, was on v, again buried on a vhs somewhere i don't think had like we were in between floppy disks and usb drives so and then the first place one was a compilation of first song was thriller oh my god second Bad song way. Second song was it gets a lot better. Second song was I Need a Hero. That's one of my favorite songs. Third song was Hot. <laughs> Not really, teacher. but I love that song. Third song was Third Hot song was, Teacher. I'm Hot I know Teacher that song. by the, yeah, Van yeah, Halen. Van, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I'm confused here. Is this you did all three songs or was it like a mix? A mashup. So, like so, a, so it's like a mashup. We do like a minute or so of a song and then you you uh, move on to the next. I, I think we did. I don't know how I edited it. I don't even know, like, obviously on a computer, but I don't know what I software. I need to see this. I used. Yeah, we did like the we did like the intro to Thriller. So we did the part, you know, the whole dance and all <laughs> that. It was me and me and three other buddies that did it, and we all had a song. We all had like the lead on a song, and then so I think Nick and I did Thriller. AJ was Hero. Phil did Hot for Teacher, and then mine was Apache. Like Apache, little, jump yeah. on it, jump on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was, I mean, I, clearly that had to be in the first place. It was tricky. Right, right. right and again, right. We, we just did two because they needed an extra spot. Like, not many people signed up for it. This is also how we won and got second place. They were like, "Hey, can you guys do another one?" So sure. Was, so you're the guy. You're the guy that volunteers when no one else will. Yeah, and you actually, yeah. So actually, I often forget about this. So we had to audition. So basically what we had to do is we had to go in front of whoever the teacher that was running it and do it and like show them that this is our performance and then and then it could go on in front of people. That way they don't, you know, get surprised by like a Janet Jackson right. type of thing. So it was a time oh god, I'm gonna get red in the face. So it was a time <laughs> to do god. it and we were still rehearsing. We were all pretty pretty big slackers on it. We were rehearsing and we were like, we got like 15 minutes to be there and we don't have all of our dance moves done and so somebody had to volunteer to be the one person to represent all four of us <laughs> to go and do the audition with our tape it and was the other you. three would stick back and work on the dances <laughs> and stuff like that and so you I, still made it in <laughs> yeah so i was the guy that went with my tape and i was like <laughs> okay so nikolai's gonna be over here doing this thing and aj's gonna have this part run dmc and then i'm gonna you know i'm i'm rev run he's yeah oh and, my gosh yeah, yeah and so i got to do i got to do it for both parts when i went back and i was like all right we get to do it and uh yeah that first and second place well yeah. that's impressive yeah aside from winning <laughs> winning these air band competitions did you uh get in any trouble in school no i was a i, I was a rural Good father kid. Yeah, the only I think the only detention I ever had was just for not turning in homework. I, I was I was terrible at doing assignments. 
on time. I just, especially if I didn't like it. Like math I could do. I, I was a kid who sat in front of this lot. I got to school like half hour, 45 minutes early. And I would do all my homework from the night before in front of my locker. <laughs> and I'm going to do a test today. Your dad's a teacher. Yeah, now. Did he? Oh, he wasn't then. So he was just getting into it. So, okay. uh, so again, from a 10,000 foot view, now I can see it as. So my mom passed. At the time, he was a car salesman. And then after that, I think he kind of had like a change of life moment. He's not doing what he loves to do. Let's find something else to do. So he went back to school to become a teacher. So okay. he he was. I don't think he was full time until after I graduated, but he had he had subbed around my school. So like he like he was there subbing and doing student teaching and stuff while I was while there. you were in high school. Um, middle school and high school. Middle he school started that. I think he started like my eighth grade. So yeah, that I'd be like that. Two years. He deliberately did not take my classes. Or, like he wouldn't. He wouldn't teach my classes but i you know i'd have my buddies be like, i just i just had your dad for he's so funny and, uh, I, people say that and then go home and it's not the same thing dad. <laughs> but yeah so he was never my teacher i think he might have taught my brother once or twice but he he passed on us a lot and then i think his first full-time gig was he was in the alternative high school so kind of for the going out kids and he was over there for a few years and then now he's in his full-time middle school science job, which is actually the same middle school. There's only one middle school in Chelsea. Right. Go to Peach Middle School. Yeah. There's only one high school also. Right. A couple elementary, but yeah. Wait. Yeah, I was just curious because doing your homework right of morning of with a teacher dad, but obviously. I was, I was also pretty good at convincing him that i had done that what you I, were done yeah and i don't think it was necessarily meant to lie but it was like yeah i've got it done as in like i know i'm gonna do it tomorrow morning so I'm just say <laughs> yes. got it planned out it's a future truth it's not a it's not a current lie it's a future truth yeah. wow nice well before we uh wrap up the high school the high school years can you say like any other major struggles your mom passing besides you being <laughs> besides being a, uh, a six foot one hundred and thirty five pound kid in high school. No, that's pretty much wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, so I would think the other thing that I think is probably the most contradictory to everything that I've set up until this point is I some people say they don't notice it, but I have a stutter. So that was that, that was something that once in a while you get picked on. If it was like by a buddy it didn't really really affect me. I kind of again like, yeah, I, I get it. It is kind of it is kind of funny if I were to see it from your perspective. <laughs> I didn't like the I didn't like the person then it then I would kind of feel like what now I would call bullying. But yeah, I had it I don't know, as long as I can remember. And it was it made certain classes harder. And I think that's why I don't like I liked English but I couldn't get into it just because of the fear of having to read in front of classes. Mm -hmm. So my stutter pops up when I know what I'm supposed to say weird like if i have to read something like if you give me a script to read in front of somebody i hated popcorn there was if, if we're reading through a book or something and i was like the 27th kid in line so like you started over at that corner and like we're going up and down the row snake style and i was like I've, i'm gonna count i'm gonna count how many paragraphs and i gotta rehearse this thing and when it gets to my turn, I know there's going to be a chance that I'm not going to be able to get out the sound that I need to start this sentence. And certain sounds 
help in certain at that point it doesn't really matter once i got the ball rolling i'd be okay which is why i like not which is why i actually like to be prepared less like if i have bullet points i'm really good because i can just kind of just let my brain do its thing but if i'm trying to do this and think it doesn't it doesn't right. work for it right. so yes yeah, stuttering was hard i think also i was naive enough to not really know everything that was going on like if i i remember in, in elementary school i would get pulled out of class every once in a while a couple times a week and i would go down i would go down to mrs ritter's room and i would be in a classroom full of other mentally challenged kids and if i had been able to put those things together and like i was correlated right. with a mentally like a mental disorder versus just like i don't think we probably didn't have a speech pathologist um, right. Just right. the only person that they had available. And I don't know if. You know, were you like the. Do you think you were like the only kid that had a stutter? No, I think there were. Uh, it There there were, I think, some other people that had. I don't know. It, it's not a real common thing. It's not. No, and it's like you said, like a lot of people don't notice it because I don't think you have. you. I don't think you have a strong stutter. And I, was it worse in high school or when you were younger? I mean, has it. I think it was worse just because I was forced to do more things. Like you're forced to read in mm -hmm. class, you're yeah. forced to give the speech, you're forced to, you know, if this is the class, these are things that you're forced to do. And I think just as an adult, I don't put myself in a lot of those situations. Like you said, you've learned strategies over time on how right. you counter it. So I feel like now it's much less noticeable because you avoid it as much as you can. For sure. Yeah. If I have to give a speech, like, at the gym, if I know that there's an event coming up and I know that I'm going to be expected to or asked to say something before or afterwards, I'll, it definitely runs through my mind a couple of days before and I'll think all the things I should say and shouldn't say. But if I, but if somebody hands me a, a sheet to read off of, I'll either just not do it or put it in bullet points to where I can kind of jump around and make sure that I make my own way. But yeah, it's, it's not something that I run across much anymore and that's mostly just because i can avoid those things in that classroom in high school did they provide you any speech therapy or was it just like nothing go sit i don't remember what it was i think it was just i think the therapy was just think about the word you're going to say and then say it it wasn't <laughs> wow. yeah it was it was I, I remember my first grade teacher mrs jaeger spelled a y first grade you don't know what, <laughs> you don't know what jaeger is she there was something she was supposed to do where if she noticed my stutter she was supposed to pull on her ear and that was supposed to like help remind me that like i'm stutter i don't know i don't know how that was if you didn't hear like, yourself yeah i was like no woman i know what i'm doing stop pulling here you look like an idiot i'm <laughs> trying to like, come back and like whack you on the head like i don't that's your yeah. therapy <laughs> yeah i don't i i've never gotten any tools that have actually helped any like the research that i've done is it's just it's either trauma-based for a lot of people and i don't know what i don't know what i would have that would be trauma-based so like it happened before all the major trauma in my life happened i had it before my parents got divorced as far as i can remember and then since then it's also can just be biological like some people just their amino acids just fire and it just works in different ways i i feel it more there's definitely been ebbs and flows to it even post high school where i can feel like oh god this is terrible like it's terrible right now and i hate talking there's times where it's okay i actually feel like exercise helps it just helps kind of calm my mind down because the 
feeling of it, the best way that I can explain it to people is it isn't that my brain isn't working. It's just that it's working too fast. Like, if you, obviously, everybody's seen prices, right? And you've seen that wheel and it kind of goes, that's kind of what it is, but it's with that sound. And it, that's why it comes out as like a, and I just can't get past the sound to make the word the or a beat. It, it, I don't think it really discriminates. It, it couldn't be any sound. There's not been a sound that I can't get stuck on. So typically what I have to do to get past that is I have to throw in a different sound to then get on a roll to go. So instead of saying the dog jumped over the fence, if I got stuck on the, I would have to say, um, so the dog got stuck and it, like that would get me past it. So I think that's why people don't know this because cause it sounds like I say um or so or I think a lot of the things that I say over and over again are things that just help me keep a sentence going so that I can yeah. keep the momentum because once I stop, it's I'm, I'm going to stutter. It's, frust it's frustrating, especially I'm for sure somebody who is. likes control and I have no control. I mean, I have I have ways I can get it. It's the one thing you can't control. Yeah, and it's the <laughs> thing that I do the most, which is talk, which is I don't know why I put myself in these positions. I should have just sat behind the computer and not talked to anybody, but no but i think that that's the coolest part of it because i feel like other people that may struggle with a stutter would kind of close themselves into a shell so i feel like you're a good example of like not letting it impact who you are and your personality you just bring it this had that bubbly personality of bursting out and nothing could stop it not right happy from talking i've never been called bubbly but <laughs> and you let it you let it shine i just i just think i don't like being not good at something. I mean, there's like some things I don't care about, but if I start to care about something, I don't like not being good at it. I don't have to be the best. And I think that's actually what kind of drew me to CrossFit to kind of wrap this it's whole thing in. Yeah, you don't have to be good at anything. You can actually kind of suck at everything, but as long as you suck averagely at most everything and have no gaping holes, you're going to be a decent CrossFitter. And I think that's that is part of what drew me across it. it was like hey i don't have to be the star of anything i can be below average mm -hmm. and still be good at everything so. right i love it well thanks for that transition mm -hmm. um you kind of talked oh. about how in high school you played sports you were athletic but you weren't like the, the star athlete but now you own a successful gym so when did you have that deciding time when you figured out you wanted to go into fitness as a career it was a backup job, just like everybody else's. <laughs> I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, you know, grows up and is like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. It was a backup job that I fell into that I loved. I've always loved fitness. I was always that kid in gym class that would try the hardest, even though he wasn't the most athletic. Like I was, I was pretty decently athletic, but I was never the star on any team. Me and my, me and my buddy Zach used to always get into arguments about who actually was. I don't, I don't know if we used the word. I think we probably just said a better athlete because he was faster, but I could run long distances better than he could. And I could throw a baseball better, but he could, you know, just these things back and forth. And I think those are probably some of the earliest conversations of what now we call CrossFit, just being a well-rounded athlete. I was kind of after college in between jobs, I was waiting on an occupational therapy assistant kind of school type thing. And there was going to be a wait for that. This was actually when I was a personal assistant. I had applied to school and did that and 
find out how long the wait was going to be. And I was like, I need to do something else health related before I get into it. My, my dad knew a person who knew one of the managers over at Lifetime. So I talked to them, got hired pretty quick after that. And then I wasn't there for long before I fell in love with it. And I was like, I could be really, I could be really good at this. I also had a lot of really good, I was good at it. And then somewhere around the beginning of that time knew that I didn't want to be at life, didn't want to be a personal trainer my entire life. A, just because the life expectancy for a personal trainer is not that long. It's only like a couple of years. Like I think the average is like a year because yeah. it, because there's such a low bar for entry that, I mean, we've seen it, <laughs> we've seen it through this COVID-19 thing where I don't know if you guys have it, but I have a ton of friends on Facebook and that I've never done anything fitness related, but now they're personal trainers and hey, do my workouts with me. Like that's, that's all it takes to be a personal trainer. Not a good one, but that's, that's the entrance because somebody call, somebody else calls you a personal trainer and then you're in. So I knew that. I also look around the space and I, I think I was 22, 23 when I started. I could see that that was probably about the average age. Like that, there's not many. 40 plus year old personal trainer. So I was like, I need something else to do with this. If I could have a gym that I can kind of run, that would be a huge advantage to me. And also, especially at Lifetime, my thing has always been, I want to serve the most people in the best way that I can. And Lifetime allowed me to do a lot, but there's a lot of population that I would miss because of huge cost it just to enter. And we were also kind of, there's also just too many people. You can't do everything. That was, a, I mean, I, I never would have had a high school team come into Lifetime. Never could have happened. This, these right. were all well-to-do, older in the workforce type of people. Didn't have any students. So it, 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 was a, it was much more niche where I wanted to reach more people. So I knew that that was, that was a way that I could do it at a more affordable cost for people. Awesome. Well, I know that on our the very first podcast, you talked about opening frost or opening frostbite. So I don't want to really repeat that, but there was some something important that happened when you were in the fitness genre at Lifetime. Is you you're now wife, and yeah. so how and did that first, how did that come out? Because not a lot of people know how you guys met. So actually, the same buddy that we used to have talks in high school about what athleticism was he was a personal trainer and he started dating a girl pretty soon after he started doing it and i was like dude you are such a jamoke for doing this like you're not supposed to date the girls that you train <laughs> and he had a couple year head start on this doing it kind of on the side and then i started and i was like i'm never gonna date anybody that i train and i and i i think i started in november and she came in in December. <laughs> it was like oh. a week later, or yeah, or whatever that I met her. But yeah, there was a there was a long courtship before we actually. My got favorite it. word. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so religious. I know, right? Was, we got promise rings, and <laughs> it sounds a lot better than getting shut down for a long period of time. I feel like courtship sounds <laughs> a pursuit. A lot so you were pursuing, you weren't in a courtship. That's a courtship isn't, isn't you yeah. trying to get her. Courtship <laughs> is an agreement that you're in it. I feel like courtship is the a courtship process is like of trying people. to get. No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save no. it for the fact check. At the Courting end. is a religious word to say like dating. Yeah. Where you don't have sex and I think you barely touch each other. 
thought it was called really marriage. <laughs> but um Oh <laughs> yes, that could be it too. No, so you were not... pursuing her. Yeah, for it. yeah. So when I met her, she actually had a boyfriend. I was mm. relieved. Oh. I actually that was that was what I, that was what I liked about it. Was she had a boyfriend, I was like, Oh good. Off the market, I don't have to worry about her. I can keep making fun of my buddy Zach and not date one of my clients. And then it was oh boy. And it was pretty early on that that seemed like that was not gonna last that much longer. And I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> and then that didn't. And I held my distance for as long as I could. And then Two it was days. uh it might have been minutes. I don't even know if it was days. <laughs> and then it was a whole will they, won't they kind of thing. I think put it into the talk of the town. Yeah, to put it into a reference that she's going to love when she listens to this. We were the Ross and Rachel of Lifetime. Oh my God, you <laughs> made her life right there. I know, she's going to love So yeah, and then uh, eventually we did. And then I moved away for a year. <laughs> so. well, you were still together. Mm -hmm. yep. Ain't it? Yep, sucked with her the whole time. Uh, it actually did. I mean, it, was, it sucked for sure. I, mean, I think it did a, a lot of good for us, and you have to learn how to actually talk to somebody. Obviously, you know, 500 miles away versus being able to solve problems in different ways. Right. But yeah. No, I think it was good. It was. I think it did a lot of good for us. I know we talked about this a little bit in the women in fitness episode, but how did she feel about you opening up your own gym, opening CrossFit? So she's always been super supportive of everything that I want to do. I think it's tough for her sometimes because she sees that I train a lot of guys, but a lot of women as well. And I know that she loves me. She's very protective of me. So I don't, you know, that part, I, I can't imagine to be her favorite part. But other than that, I mean, she's been nothing but supportive. I mean, she was, other than the obvious, not liking me moving 500 miles away. She was supportive that that's something I wanted to do. And there was even a little bit of a conversation towards the end of that one year of, hey, do you want to live down in North Carolina? This is pretty built down here. Do you want to? And like, we actually had that conversation. She did, obviously. And we come back here like I'd always wanted to. So I was like, hey, I'm not going to take out a, a paycheck for a while. And I was looking at it from the outside. I was the boyfriend who came back to start a business, not making a paycheck, living in his girlfriend's house. And uh, yeah, probably she looked, is a saint. Yeah, put up with a lot of a lot of stress and BS on, on my end. And then there was a point in Crossfight where we got to expand, and that was another tough decision because I just started to make a paycheck after a couple of years of of building. And I was like, hey, you remember remember what it was like to not to have any income from me? Do you want to go back to doing that? And I don't even think I could get the sentence out of my mouth before she was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. So. Yeah, she's, she's she's always been a trooper. A one since day one, as I always say. Number yeah, one she, fan. She's mm -hmm. been part of the. I mean, it's cool because she's been. When you say you're you open the gym now, it's you and Rachel open the gym. I mean, it's your gym together, so that's right. pretty cool. Right. For legal reasons, I have to say no because when it rises <laughs> up and leaves me, you know, it's fine. But yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, for sure, we opened it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So, you guys are married now. You have a, an adorable two-year-old with one on the way. Mm -hmm. How is it? How is it being a dad? It. I thought it was. I, I thought it was kind of douchey. People say it's. It's the coolest club you've ever been a part of that you didn't know you wanted to be a part of. But now that I have one, it's it's so true. I kind of always like kids, but also I know that I'm a six foot 
all white dude. Like I'm not like I fit a certain profile that I'm not allowed to hang with out with just kids on my own and all that kind of stuff. But uh, now that I am part of that group of being a dad, it's by far my favorite thing that I've ever done. Awesome. Aww. Do you look at your dad differently now, knowing how it's like, how hard it is to raise a child and, and kind of knowing that he did that on his own for most of the time? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think even just through being older, I think I'd already started to kind of learn that on my own without having a kid of my own, but mm -hmm. that's probably half the time that we see each other. I, I like profusely apologize for being a, uh -huh. shitty, like a shitty kid. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm so sorry to give you shit on anything. I can't imagine doing this on my own with two kids and not having them be great kids. But I mean, he was, uh, if anybody knows him then versus now, he was a much more uptight, stressed out guy. And right. then I think that was just how me and my brother thought my dad, I mean, all, like, all my buddies, that's how we just thought Charlie's dad was. And, and <laughs> Now the kids are out of the house. And he's, you guys have seen this long yeah. hippie dude. He's a little he's, hippie guy. Yeah. 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 You would never think now that he was ever, he's ever had a stressful day in his life. But yeah, I, I can't imagine handling it any better than myself. Right. That's awesome. Well, now that you have this awesome, successful business and community that we all love, where would you like to see the gym in five years, say? I think that's a really tough question to answer because. I think if you had told me where it would be now, five years ago, I don't think I, I don't think I ever could have seen that. But I mean, because I, I think I made the joke at the one year anniversary party that I didn't think we were going to be here for a year. And I think I made the joke every year that I don't didn't think we were going to last another year because it's I honestly is a surprise, a happy surprise to me. But I mean, the small, small businesses don't often last that long and it was already a pretty <clears throat> saturated market so the fact that we are where we are is su surprises and i guess impresses me that we are this far in five more years where do i think it's going to go i don't i don't see myself as the type of person to have multiple gyms and way too hands-on and you have no controlling <laughs> i have a hard time telling no you. no uh, i feel like this whole podcast was about you <laughs> that's why I said this is my last episode. This is that's what I had to slowly build up to. Right. Let me do this one. But no, I just have a hard time. And it's not because I don't trust other people. It's just because I know how hard things can be. And I don't like people getting blamed for things that could potentially be that, that I can take blame for. I'm great at taking blame. I suck at taking credit. So I that's why I like to do a lot of that. I do is because if somebody doesn't like it or doesn't work out well, I'd much rather that fall on me than somebody else. And if that, <clears throat> that changing in five years, I don't know. I think I, mean, I think we just change. You know, the gym would just continue to grow as it is, continue to serve people of different walks of life, maybe a little bit better. I like growth. I like change. That's why we add things every month. Got to have something a little bit different to kind of keep it fresh. I think we have the staff in place now where if I did want to go start something else, I could leave Frostbite behind, but that breaks my heart even saying that sentence. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I could actually do it. Plus, like you said, I, I have a toddler and one on the way. I don't know where I would find the time or the money to start an extra business. Right. So I think it's just going to be more of the same, but better. 
if that's love impossible, it. if that's yeah. even possible. Always getting better. Awesome. Well, how how do you, Charlie, relax after a hard day's work? I I'm uh, one of those weird people that comes home and probably watches more CrossFit than I probably should. It doesn't ever like like you guys have heard my joke. If my vacations are still CrossFit, I go to CrossFit competitions and I go CrossFit games and stuff like that. It's uh yeah, I I probably should get better about not doing that just to give myself breaks. I do a lot of I like learning things, so I'm really into I'm really into movies and I like the process of how those things are built. Like I like knowing like not who just the actors are, but the directors, the writers, the producers, even just the background on the companies and how these things work. I've gotten really into like learning how CGI and stuff like that works and different programs. I'll never use any of these things. I don't plan on using it. It is all useless information to me, but it is but to me it's fascinating. I like learning a lot of science channels I watch on YouTube stuff like that so as nerdy as it sounds and it's usually not that helpful but i'd like to just sit back and learn stuff and then of course i don't like to watch you know normal like the office parks and rec community Any, anything that was on nbc mid to late 2000 scrubs yeah scrubs yeah all right, well, before we get to that quick draw round mm -hmm. of questions, one last one. How would you, Charles Scott Rydell IV, describe yourself in one word? He's well, the I was, third. I was going to say, if I was describing it, it for my son, I would say loving, because he's... Damn it! Nuggie, how would you describe yourself? Yeah. I'm going to ask him that question here later, and he's going to say... Cars? I'm so mad. I was so, I, was so I had the voice. I had the voice in the name, and I. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna leave that all in. Anyway, uh, sorry. Your your question was. One... How'd you describe yourself in one word? Oh, I don't think I've ever said anything in just one word. I know. Can I give it in like two parts? Nope. Like one. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the one. But I would say thoughtful. Undecisive. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say thoughtful, but the but the first word that came to my mind was overthinker, because right. I think my I my brain works fast, and I don't take that as conceited. Like I think it works well. I think it just works fast, and so I think of things a lot. I overthink a lot, but I, I'm, I'm just going to call it thoughtful because that makes me sound better. <laughs> I guess it's a little bit so that nice looking all on the that. same thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't always mean I'm right. It just means that I've thought about things. Way too much is why I keep down. And when I don't, I've both been on the receiving end of seeing it. When I don't, when I don't allow myself to do that. Never do. <laughs> and even when I allow myself to do it, it's sometimes it's it's sometimes good, right? All right. Well, are you ready for the fun? I've been having fun. Yeah. Let's just keep this going. <laughs> well, these are these are we have a lot of these fun. These are like Charlie Charlieisms because if anyone has ever taken his class, he likes to ask. I don't know if he'd say random thought silly, of the day. silly. Okay, random. That's a nicer word. <laughs> random. random. This is what we were questions. looking forward to asking you. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. It. If you could use only one piece of equipment for the rest of your life, this is working out, not like you're, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. I, not, I not didn't. <laughs> Even I, who <laughs> frequently take my mind there, I didn't. Not any I don't like, think anybody else. Like, yeah. From the from the gym. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know what I have at the gym, but. 
I don't want to know. <laughs> what would you pick? One piece. You ask me now, a dumbbell, man. I'm all about these. Oh my dumbbell. god! I'm at these dumbbell. Oh I'm, I'm all about them. I can do whatever I, I can do whatever I need serious? to do. Are you serious? Yeah, all about it. That hurts my heart that you said that. What would you guys take? A barbell, not a, not a dumbbell. No, no, I'm a, I'm a cardio bunny, man. I'm not the big. I'd take a guy. slam ball. Oh. <laughs> as your one piece? I'm kidding. No. Dumb answer. That's just as bad as dumbbell. No, it's not. That was the wrong answer, Charlie. That was wrong. All right. All right, Ian, you're making this too long. This is lightning. Oh, for one. Lightning round. I, I, told, I told you it wasn't going to be lightning. All right, next one. If you could have changed your name as a kid, what would you have chosen? Mm, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like Blade or something. Blaze no. or. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been something way cooler. Is it? Oh, hell yeah, it's cooler. I was going to be Blaze. Blaze right now. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, you asked as a kid, like what, like what age are we talking? Right. Because that, because that didn't, that didn't like That's go until true. like eighteen. That's true. 16, I did say as a kid. So at, at sixteen, if you had the name Blaze, would you be cool? You think you'd be How happy with you it? How could you not be? Legally, you have to be cool. <laughs> Blaze. I'm gonna call you that from now on. Blaze. But you can't say it like but you have to say it with the you have to know, say it with the yeah. <laughs> If you were a superhero and could pick a power, but it can't be like flying. It would be regeneration. So like if you died? So does that mean like you can like regenerate uh, somewhere? Oh gosh. I can't believe you're asking these questions. You don't even know what most of the superpowers are. So like either. what? So like what Wolverine or Deadpool has, like where you, they like can like lose part of their body or break an arm and it just heals. So heal factor, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Really? Yeah, so would that up. like make you like do stuff crazier? Hell yeah, yeah. But don't they, they get hurt still? Yeah, you can still kind of feel the pain, but it's only like <laughs> it's temporary. It would, have, it would be great for April and I. Yeah, you guys at least like, me because I could like be so pissed at you. Like, well, yeah, you like could take a barbell at, up at, at the gym yeah. and then just yeah. like Re- no consequences. Yeah, just really. Yeah, barbell. yeah. This is this is what I thought. Yeah, I like why it. I want I'm it because it. it better fit for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, if extra lives were a thing in the real world, how would you get them? <laughs> Charity. Oh, oh! How thoughtful he has. He has, oh, boom! <laughs> yeah. You don't know the uh, other two dozen things that went through my head before I actually. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> but that still would qualify under thoughtful. I thought of a lot of things. I just thought there you about go. Something. Knew knew which ones to say. Yeah. What would be your strategy for a zombie apocalypse? Barricade. Get to the high ground. Where's the <laughs> high ground for you? <laughs> Clock tower. Well, it's probably a little far from here. Clock Chelsea, tower? Chelsea has a clock tower. You can do a water tower. Of all the places I'm going to go to Chelsea. Well, it depends on where <laughs> I am. Clock tower. Yeah. You're where you are. Oh, I'm right here right now? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, honey. We got to get to Chelsea. Hop in the truck. I know this clock tower. When in the zombie I mean, apocalypse am I hearing about it? Like, where? Like, am I hearing? Like, is this like like Seattle? There's a lot of you said lightning like, rounds. Right? your house. <laughs> okay, get, get to, to the, the high ground. ground. Yeah. The clock tower. Yeah, you left. 
Okay. Well, stop, well, by your house. stop by your house first. It was a zombie. All righty, here we go. What's the, <laughs> what's the best single day on the calendar? And why? It's hard. I'm a big 4th of July fan. Yeah, it's a good one. Summer, all the things to go with 4th of July. There you go. Big 4th of July guy. What is something everybody looks stupid doing? <laughs> Anything on social media? <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's nothing that's popped up on my on my time hopper or whatever my like the memories app that I've been like, oh, I'm really glad I said that. Uh, <laughs> anything on social media? We all. What I, about what about what is something everybody looks stupid doing? Dot 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 at the gym. Uh, <laughs> that's harder. No, it's not. It's <laughs> 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 just harder to actually say. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in a gym in so long. It's kind of hard to remember what things, what people used to do. I don't know. And I've been a victim of this chalking for non-chalk movements. <laughs> Love it. And I do it all the time. I say that as I have suspect number one on that one. Well, maybe not number one. Maybe number three. But it's your break time. Exactly. All righty. What is the theme song to your life? Danger zone. I didn't. I, I didn't edit that. Wow, up, by that the way. Really popped. If it seems like that was a really quick answer, it's because it actually. Did you think about it? All the, what? It didn't say anything by fast. Kenny Loggins. Footloose is up there. I'm all right. It's like just the first five songs Danger off the Kenny zone. Loggins greatest hits. Perfect. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, um, what's that one that you love? The um, Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh. <laughs> that you thought was in Rocky. Well, it could have been. That was cool. <laughs> what movie scarred you growing up or had like a maybe like you time. were Aww. We're talking about this. Really? We're talking about this. Oh, yeah. we did. We we're did. About this. There's, oh, like, oh, there's yeah. a sequence in the first like 30 seconds where I and I actually just watched it at the beginning of this quarantine with my son and I had to like brace myself and I was holding him because I wasn't sure where it was about to pop up and I think I noticed it but like as an adult that all like kind of like makes sense. But I think there's a part where like alligator looking dinosaur hops into the water after some smaller dinosaur you just always scared the ever living shit out of me that and that and the intro to are you afraid of the dark i couldn't watch the intro i still can't i've never seen that it wasn't necessarily the show but if it was like if i knew it was coming up whatever i was watching if are you afraid of the dark was coming up i quickly had to change it to cartoon network because i couldn't have nickelodeon on it <laughs> All right. How many chickens? Okay, first I'm going to credit this question to Anne. <laughs> How many already... chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <laughs> Do elephants eat chickens? Because it, it could just be one. It could be a diseased chicken. The elephant eats it. But they don't eat them. You don't know that. I don't know. I've never seen one eat one. I thought elephants like were herbivores. I mean, maybe. maybe I'm thinking of a different animal. <laughs> No, I think you're right. No, I, I always sure. thought that. I always thought I've never heard of elephants as meat <laughs> I'm talking about this specific elephant. <laughs> you know, the cannibal type of elephant. Not cannibal. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm editing all this out. <laughs> no, you're not. Let's, let's keep it moving. He said one. <laughs> Fifteen thousand. Somewhere between one and fifteen thousand. Not between. <laughs> it's either or. One or fifteen thousand. Nothing in between. Okay. Right. Oh, is, it mine? <laughs> yes. is cereal a soup? No. 
No. Sunburn or mosquito bite? That's what I'd rather have. <laughs> yep. Mosquito bite. Oh, right? I don't know. I don't know uh, about that. For sure. I'm for sure mosquito bite. <laughs> Beer or liquor? Beer. Dine-in or delivery? Delivery. Mm. Deep sea diving or bungee jumping? Deep sea diving. Yeah, he touched on that being a bungee jumper earlier. I think the ocean is fascinating also. That's why shipwrecks scare me. Sorry to get off topic. <laughs> shipwrecks. No, I like it. Shipwrecks freak me the Why do they F- scare oh, you? Man. I don't Have know. Have you ever been in like, like no. a sunken? No, no, like no, a- no, I think the closest thing is maybe on like one of those like floaty rafts that just went underwater like everybody else, like every other kid. But no, I've never. No, if I... If I even see, especially like I, I just stopped watching, uh, what was that discovery show with the crabs? Deadliest Catch? Yeah, I just stopped watching Deadliest Catch because they were showing too many ship, like like boats going underwater. Going under? The, so the like part. Titanic, not your favorite movie? No, it was CG. It was, uh, it was enough. But like like the real cam footage of that type of stuff, I freaks me out. Dude. I, I can't. Just that, just to know that something that big, like I've been next to a ship, I know how big that is, and then it can just go away. Like the vastness of the ocean just creeps me out. So Sorry. would you go on a cruise? Yeah, above water, totally cool. Totally, I, I, I'm good with swimming. A cruise is a giant ship, though. Yeah, no, I'm good with boats above water. It's just once they start to go under, <laughs> whether I'm on it, which I never have been, or I'm looking at it. I don't like it. And I would never go on a scuba dive in through a sunken ship. I think I must have died on a ship in the whole of my life. <laughs> so okay. would you rather go through a tunnel yeah. underwater oh, than underwater? a ship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, if they're both underwater, water, yeah, and not a shipwreck. Interesting. Okay. Would you rather be a woman or a dog for a day? Woman. Why? Wow, wow, why? We are great. There we go. Would you rather have... (laughs) I don't want to offend our dog (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Would you rather have a tail or a trunk? Tail. (laughs) Would you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven? Four foot five. Ooh, why? Okay. Better at CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so weird, a four foot five Charlie. Weirder than a but shorter people. Seven. Shorter people typically live longer. So really? That, more than like a up. a seven foot seven. Seven foot seven. Yeah, you're close to getting like that, like gigantism. Your heart grows out of your chest type thing. All right. Would you rather be the star player on a losing team or riding the bench on a winning one? <laughs> Ride the bench on a winning one for sure. Oh. All right. Here's the good question. Would you rather look? <laughs> the good question. As in, any of the other ones have not been. You even say, "Oh, would good you, question." Would you rather look twenty years older from the neck up or the neck down? <laughs> neck up. Neck up. I think that's a girl question. I think it's a question for women, guys. Guys, it didn't really, doesn't really affect me as much. Because guys age gracefully. And I just don't think there's as much importance put on it. On your face. <laughs> Not my face, but maybe it's, somebody else's. I, I agree with him. It's true. <laughs> Would you rather run 100 miles an hour or fly 10 miles an hour? Like myself fly or like I have like a... No, like you get to fly. You fly. But um, you could only go 10 miles an hour. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know if you'd be super tired or how long the distance is for the yeah. hundred miles an hour. I'm really, I'm really huffing and puffing. Get to ten miles an hour. That, that could really change things up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that works. Like a cheetah. But that works for both. Yeah, <laughs> run hundred miles an hour to the end of the block. I still you go, go five feet. Yeah, I still go hundred miles an hour. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if my top speed's only 10 miles an hour, I'm flying. I doubt I can okay, even but, get off the ground. I feel like I'm more just like, <laughs> you'd be like I just, the most boring I just, person. Flying I just see myself like those. hovering. I just, I just feel like I can't even get off. Like, how's that guy walking and not moving his feet? That's how far I'm getting off the ground. Oh, gosh. And April's done. <laughs> I know, I can't recover. All right, would you rather end hunger or hatred? Hatred. Same Z's. Hatred because then I think hunger follows. It can be a hunger, which is also a great thing. I don't think hatred. I think I think if anything, I think it'd probably increase the hatred for the I can expand on that, but for the hungry? Yeah. Well for the non-hungry. Right. Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Peace Prize winner? Nobel Peace Prize. I'm a gold medalist. It's more selfish. Nobel Peace Prize is more selfless. What would you have won it for? <laughs> Deep thoughts on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> still want me to answer um i can't give you the answer i don't know those are rapid questions but i think a lot of the listeners from especially from the live question and answers want to kind of just know how you are today how you're feeling today today's a good day yeah. <laughs> there's there's still there's still this underlying feeling of anxiety i hate using that word i think i've brought that up a few times i hate for myself using the word anxiety or depression because i think there i know there are people who struggle with anxiety or depression i don't think what i'm going through right now is anxiety or depression because i think it's acute i think this is feeling anxious and i think this is being sad or nervous so i apologize if i confuse those two words but that's really what i mean uneasy uncertain I think the word that I used the other day that sums it up the most is guilt. I just have this overwhelming feel of guilt that I'm not doing enough, even though I know that we talk all the time about what more can we do and we can't really come up with anything. But I that's a pretty overwhelming feeling. And I think the way I exercise that out is partially exercise, even though I'm not exercising really any more than I have been about four to six days a week, hour, hour and a half. But uh, I, I've been running myself pretty ragged around the house doing stuff. We just moved into the, in the house, so we're already done. No no boxes left in the house. <laughs> the yard work is already 75% done. So if this thing goes on too much longer, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because <laughs> I'm going to have the perfect house. Yeah, but it's that is probably close to the biggest one. The... The one that I think trumps it and keeps it all in balance is gratitude for those that have stayed on and supported us financially and those who maybe can't but have stuck around and supported us emotionally. It is That's pretty overwhelming to think about as well that people are willing to stick around with me and us and you guys and keep supporting us when they don't have to. We are not essential. We are a luxury can do something somewhere else and the fact that people want to stick around with us is very humbling for sure you've created such a cool yeah a cool, special place 
I'll admit that I'm not really good at taking uh, compliments, but I don't agree with that, that I've created it. I think maybe I, I'm the one that opened the doors, but if different people had come through those doors, it's not the same community. And I didn't handpick you guys. You guys picked me. So the credit goes to you guys. You, you, you two especially and everybody here else who came through the door. I, I would have done the same thing regardless, but I, I, the output would necessarily been the same without or with different people. But thank you. <laughs> That's nice of you. That's wow. cute to well, say, um, but you play a bigger part than you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can allow myself to think that. I, well, if you were a different person that opened your doors, the outcome would also yeah, be different. So yeah. Okay. So maybe it, it's sure, all of us together. Sure. Maybe there's some hot. Maybe there's some homogeny there. I've got this word of the day calendar here. That I'm Teamwork. trying to clip through all Teamwork. these words, by the way. <laughs> Cinephile and homogeny were on there. All right. So we have come to the end, but there is one more question I, I've always I keep always thinking of, and actually tonight reminded me. It doesn't have anything to do with like kind of what we were talking about, but like my kids are really into these YouTubers and they have merchandise. And I always wondered, like you have all these shirts that people wear, you got hats, you got, how does it feel seeing people walking around with like a piece of merchandise from a business that you created? That's weird, man. It's super weird. Is it? Like, I think it would be so crazy. And I, I I always think about that. Yeah, it's super weird to have a thought go from your head. I think it's slightly watered down because I get to see it on a daily basis, not just in the merchandise, but the thoughts in my head that come out as workouts and I get to see people do that. Like to see things in my head first and then be created and people do them, I get that benefit uh, daily. And that's super awesome. That's why I, I will never outsource my programming because I just like coming up with these creative things and it works but yeah actually today I was driving around and I saw I was getting on M5 from Grand River and I saw a, a car get on right in front of me and they had a frostbite sticker on I was like oh who is that I pulled it next to him oh, I was, yeah it was Tom and I was like hey Tom Aww. yeah and I was like that's cool man like that's that's really cool that I can drive around and you know we don't have a physical location that's a lot bit open right now but there's still a community of us that are supporting see people on instagram stories all over that are wearing frostbite hats and that's that's really really cool that's it's to have any amount of support is good enough for me like you guys know i i I tell jokes and i don't need anybody to laugh as long as i laugh as long as i get my own support that's good enough so as long as i get somebody else's that's just the cherry on top it's the coolest thing (laughs) that's awesome well um our Time has come to an end. It has been a ball. It's been fun having you answer some of these crazy questions. And I can't believe it was three and a half hours. I, gotta I know, right? Down. What are we to do? <laughs> so you guys that have been listening, your marathon is complete. Yeah. Um, Just sticking around. Stop running now. <laughs> no, but thank you. And I hope you know how much we all love you and support you and just think the world of you. Ape, and we words, also think you're funny. Oh. <laughs> you just know I need to hear that, regardless whether it's true or not. Well, I'll laugh at anything, but I truly do think you're funny. <laughs> that's true. I'm learning that. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's I keep, my, you, guys, that's why I keep yeah. you guys around. Well, likewise, guys. 
likewise, I think of the world of you guys, and I don't think Frostbite would be what it is, and I don't think I would be who I am today without you guys. Just, just own yourself, <laughs> man. Just you shaking your head, it. no. Just own yourself. It'll never. All work. right, well, you never will. No, I never. I'll never take the credit. No. All right, well, it has been a ball, and we will talk later. Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness and making it this far. As always, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please subscribe, like, and share these with your friends. You already know where you can find them. You can find a lot of other CrossFit Frostbite stuff on social media or at CrossFitFrostbite.com. Until the next time, stay frosty.